Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kendrick Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. I got my main man, Grayson, in the building. We have to discuss the very disappointing showing in the uh, Play for K game in which we took a wire-to-wire loss to Virginia Tech, never held a lead at, in this game, 73-61. to 61. And um, this is, you know, just just a, a, the latest chapter in what has been a a underwhelming season, but we're going to talk about how this game happened, why it happened, and also, is there still hope for this season? We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. That sound good to you, Grayson? Let's get into it. All righty. Well, that's, that's you know, let's, let's go ahead. But before we get into it, I got to tell you about FanDuel. Make every moment more. Place your First $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So, folks, we're going to talk women's basketball and all that happened in today's game against Georgia Tech. Um, but, again, we're we're also – we're not going to leave you hanging and, and just talk about doom and gloom here. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Grayson, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, I wish our women's basketball team had a little bit better of a showing this evening, but... Uh... Just uh, just another day, I guess. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm good, man. I'm good. Every day I'm above six feet. I'm all right. And this is uh, this is another one of those days that qualifies. I'm still in the land of the living. But, boy, this team's hopes of hosting may not be in the land of the living at this point. It, it, it may, may be going on to be with the ancestors. With that being said, uh, what happened in this 73-61 loss to Virginia Tech? Uh, well, to be very clear, four words, and they all start with O. We were outplayed, out-hustled, out-shot, and out-rebounded. Just kind of dominated uh, in all facets of the game. To be clear, though, I don't think Virginia Tech played that well of a game. I don't think they, like, it wasn't even a, a you know an example where they couldn't miss or they bullied us up and down the floor. I think we just played bad enough where we made them look like they beat beat our brakes off. Um, you know, some of the the shot selection we had going on, just rushing shots, and we didn't need to be. The hustle, I think, that was the main thing that caught my eye. Virginia Tech, we're getting after the rebounds. We absolutely looked completely disinterested. We didn't just get out-rebounded. We got smoked in rebounds. Yeah. They yeah. almost doubled us up in rebounds. Yeah. That's yeah. bad. 42, That's just flat out 42 bad. to 24 advantage for Virginia Tech in terms of on the boards. 42 to 24. So, And you yeah. can credit a lot of that to just pure hustle and like the want to win, the will to do whatever it takes to get the win. Just didn't feel like we had any of that tonight. And, you know, there are going to be people who say, well, with all the transfers, of course, we're getting out as far as like players transferring out. Well, of course, we're getting out hustled and all that. We only have but so many players and all that good stuff. Virginia Tech played seven players tonight. Seven. 
We played more. We played more players than them. So this is not a situation where you know it's at all justifiable or, or whatever the case may be that the energy and effort wasn't there. I when I look at this game, and I say, well, what went wrong for NC State? Yes, the hustle and the effort were were lackluster, but I will give Virginia Tech credit for this. Georgia Amore had an absolutely phenomenal game. She was, you know, she was hot as fish grease. Elizabeth Kitley did Elizabeth Kitley things, which, you know, I mean, even when Alyssa Cunane was here, she was a, a tough matchup to deal with. And with no Alyssa Cunane here, it's uh, it's like um, for those of you who have seen uh, what's that movie I'm thinking of? Justice League, when uh, Steppenwolf says there's no Kryptonian, no lantern. That's that's what Elizabeth Kitley looked around at this team and she said, "Wait a minute, they, they ain't got no All American down there in that post. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and have me a night." But um, to your point, this was a game that it just it the thing that frustrates me the most about this team is not that they lose; it's that they don't look all that interested at times. It's that it, it doesn't look like it means everything to them at times. And and that's the part that's a little confusing to me. Cause it's like, this is the highest level of women's basketball there is before the WBA. Like this is just it before you go pro, you're not going to find a better conference. You're not going to find a conference that's going to put more teams in the tournament. You're not going to find a conference that's as tough night in and night out as this one. You're playing a ranked team in a play for K game. What more you're on national TV. What more? What more? My coach, Dennis Parker, I love him to death. Me and him just spoke today. He used to say all the time, uh, you know, if I got to pump or prime you up to play football on a day like this, I don't need you on this team. I don't need you on this team. And it seems like there are moments where, and I'm not saying that it's, it's that egregious to where I want to get rid of these players, but it seems like there is just times where, like when when they're on, they're on, they're locked in, they're ready to go. And then when they're not, it's just like they just kind of go through things and kind of this malaise where it's like uh, somebody's going to make a play to kind of get us all energized and out of it. And it just it doesn't work like that. Yeah, I mean, and I do, like like you said, I do want to give credit to Virginia Tech. They're a solid team and they came in and looked like they wanted to be there. They came yeah. ready to play. Yeah. Like I did say, I don't think they did anything super spectacular. But the effort made the difference. The worst stretches where we just look completely lost, I attribute like 95% of that to just effort. Some of the shots we were taking were bad. Just no movement. Just too much dribbling. No effort. And then when we would miss a shot, we did miss a couple bunnies, but we had uh, a couple couple unlucky bounces. But when we had the unlucky bounces, it looked every single time like Virginia Tech had – three, four girls waiting for the ball to drop, and the rest of us were outside of the uh, the key. It's like, I mean, what are we doing here, folks? Like, I I don't know. It's just very frustrating. And it, it's, it feels like it's kind of reaching the point where Wes Morris is going to have to walk into the locker room and be like, all right, girls, you tell me what kind of season you want to have here. Because I'd have to imagine the aspirations that they began this year with are not anywhere aligning with the effort we're getting on the court at the moment. And so, you know, go ahead. There was one play in particular. I want to say it was a play where we actually did. We had more players in the paint. Uh, 
they had one player, I believe it was uh, number 23, I believe it was for them. I I cannot remember this young lady's name to save my life at the moment. Uh, I want to say it might have been. It, it might have been King. It might have been King, but she was in the paint. And uh, you know what it was? It was it was Kayla King. Kayla King. We, we had three bodies in the paint, and Kayla King puts up a shot. It was well defended. We defended it well on the original. Kayla King battles and gets the rebound over our three players that are in the paint. And then she goes back up and gets fouled on the second shot. But it's like there shouldn't have been a second shot. We, we have the you, – you win the math. That's that's what it's that's what it's all about. And you know, in, in football on defense, they say all the time, change the math, right? You need to beat your block. You can't go one for one. We need you to change the math and get to the ball, all that good stuff. But in basketball, I mean, very simply, you need to win the math. The the math is already there. You have the numbers. It's more of you in the paint than there is of them. And so this team perplexing confusing at times and i'm not gonna say that this loss is a good thing because it needed to happen because we have enough of those i think really the georgia tech loss was one that i felt like that's the one that may have needed to happen to where it's like all right now you can't play around and mess around here but that one should have been the wake-up call exactly to see this response to that game is the part that just it's, it's it's so frustrating to see from this team. So, you know, again, wire to wire victory, 73 or wire to wire defeat, rather 73, 61 uh, Virginia Tech's favor. And uh, we're going to talk more about where this team goes from here, what the rest of the schedule looks like and, and realistically what could happen here right after we come back. But again, you know, you never want to see this, especially in the play for K game, especially on a night where you're you're playing a nationally televised game. So before we uh before we do talk about where we go next, I got to talk to you all about Built. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to go to a Built bar. We just got through with the holidays and I know that my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to sacrifice the taste, then guess what? You go ahead and get yourself some Built Bar. With Built, healthy is tasty. And what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Every single bar. Every single one of them. Don't matter if it's a a puff bar. Doesn't matter if it's a regular. It's covered in 100% chocolate. So get yourself into one, all right? So if you don't want to wait around for a box that you ordered online, Go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club. Yep, that's right. They're in Walmart and Sam's Club. Go ahead and get you one, all right? You can get a four box of, of cookies and cream and double chocolate or coconut puffs or get a 13 box, um, get a 13 bar box from uh, your your nearby Sam's Club. Bill Bar's got it all. And again, it's good to you and good for you. So... Grayson, and looking at where we are now as a team, okay, and you ask yourself, where do we go from here? What would be your answer in terms of, like, how do you see the rest of this schedule playing out? How do you see this playing out in terms of the rest of the regular season, conference tournament, and even NCAA tournament? Because while we are struggling, we're struggling for NC State, which I believe, let's acknowledge that Westmore has built a program in a way that us being 500 in the conference and middle of the road, everybody's like, what is this? 
I, this is an unfamiliar feeling. So what do you think about the rest of the season going forward? I mean, it's we we've certainly dug ourselves a hole now. Um, there's really no time to sit around and, and try to lick our wounds. I mean, the next five games, four of them are on the road. Two of them are at Virginia Tech and at Duke. Those are I mean, that's that's tough. And especially when you're getting the effort we saw tonight. I don't feel so great about those, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, it's. ah. It, it really just leaves you with a loss of words. It's like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect now. We've, we've come to, you know, we probably spoiled a bit by the success that we've seen from Westmore teams these last three, four years where, you know, they have these tough games, but they, they always found a way to win. And this team doesn't seem like they want to win almost, you know, it's just, I don't know. You know, it's the next game we have is at wake. And then we go uh, to UVA very winnable games, but, after that, you know, you got UNC back here in Reynolds. That's a, that's a tough game. Then you go on the road to play two of the better teams in the ACC conference. Something's got to happen. It's got to happen fast. You know, I'm I'm no basketball coach myself, but from what I've been seeing lately, I think I would probably give until for, until proven otherwise, I would give a lot of Jada Boyd's minutes to Sny Rivers, uh, and probably some of those to uh, Isaiah James as well. I'm not sure what's going on with Jada Boyd. Uh, I know she's struggled with some some ankle injuries, yeah. but I I just I don't see it right now. I don't see any leadership. I don't see any playmaking ability. I'm not seeing a whole lot of hustle. I think something something's got to change there. I mean, this is this is supposed to be your senior leader on the team, and I don't know. I, I'm not sure. And you know what? I've I've talked about it before. I've talked about, you know, the seniors uh needing to to show up better and all that. And and I've I've talked about, you know, how they need to um at the end of the day, this is y'all's team and y'all have been in the program for forever. Well, if you look at our our seniors tonight in um Jada Boyd and Jakia Brown Turner, this or even if you I'm sorry, let me not say even if you, including Camille Hobby in there, that group was Five of 13 for 11 points. Five of 13 for 11 points. Now, again, for reference, Georgia Moore went off for 27. Elizabeth Kidley went off for 25. Elizabeth Kidley went off for 25 and 14 with three blocks on top of that. So um, the the fact of the matter is, is very clear here. We need better from our seniors. We need better. Uh, from our seniors as a unit. And it's, <sighs> I, I'm i with you. I'm with you. Something has to change. Something has to be shaken up because I don't, I don't know how you can look at what's happening now and say it's, it's good enough. I, I really and truly don't. Now, let me tell you this. I have learned this from uh, doing my work with Locked On ACC. What, for whatever reason, this year in ACC women's basketball, whenever you want to write a team off, all of a sudden, they find a way. I did it with the girls in Baby Blue earlier this year when they were on like a four-game losing streak or something like that. I'm like, oh, they're cooked. They're done. Wrap it up. And then all of a sudden, they beat a, a few ranked teams back to back to back. So, yes, this is a tough stretch. But with the way that we've seen this team perform as stretches during the season, this is a stretch that is tough but rife with opportunity because – if we find a way going down the stretch here, 
these last, I want to say we got five games left in the regular season. If we, I'm sorry, six. We have six games left in the regular season, uh, but three of which are against ranked teams. And of those ranked teams, more likely than not, at least two of them will be in the top 10 next week. So um, with that being said, if you find a way to pull off a win against the girls in baby blue at home, if you find a way to beat uh, Duke and Cameron, find a way to go up to Virginia Tech and steal a win or, or get yourself a win there, you're putting yourself right back in that category for, okay, yes, this team has been inconsistent. They've been up and down, but their resume is up there with anybody. Their resume right now, I want to say we have um, two or three wins against ranked teams. So with that being said, you've got a win against Iowa on your resume and Iowa's looked great all year um, so far. You've got wins against Georgia and South Florida, two teams that were in the tournament last year. You've got a win against Notre Dame, a team that could be our conference champion in terms of regular season championship here. You have wins that are very quality. If you can stat back to back, and this is the this is a big if because we haven't seen it this year. We haven't seen back to back impressive performances by this team this year. That's just the reality in terms of uh, during conference play. If you can stack back-to-back impressive wins to end this thing. It's like how in boxing, they say you steal a round where, you know, it was kind of meandering or maybe you lost it badly or maybe it was back and forth. But that work that you do, boxing rounds are three minutes. That work that you do in the last 30 seconds is what the impression that's left on the judges' minds. This team has a chance to steal a hosting because you can go out and go win against some very quality teams in this stretch. Now, will they do it? I've seen no evidence that convinces me that this team can string together three to four uh, to five to six solid performances consecutively in conference. I've seen no evidence to say that. But we're going to have to find out. I mean, they, they did mention it on the broadcast tonight that of those teams that are sitting around the hosting bubble, NC State has the number one strength of schedule. Right. So – like you just mentioned, if you can find a way to pull out some of these games, you have your strength of schedule to be factored into your resume here. It'll help you. You know, we we have the talent to win these games. You know, we just saw this last week when we knocked off Notre Dame. We yeah. have the talent to get it done. It's just, it's got to be the execution. It's got to be the, the hustle. It's got to be, you know, something we saw tonight, the rebounding. Like, just, you have to rally around each other, you know. I Like, like you said, I don't want to write them off, but perhaps we got to use like some reverse psychology. Like maybe I'm starting to click my pen over here. Now I don't know if they're going to listen to Geno Smith from the Seahawks. Maybe they will write me back. Maybe they won't write me back. <laughs> we're going to have to find out, but you know, something's yeah. got to move here. We we're yeah. the clock is now ticking. We're, we're getting through February. You have six regular season games left. If you want to make some noise in the tournament, if you want to host, it's on the table for you. It's still here. Don't let somebody else take it off the table, but uh, it's got to happen. One way or another, something's got to be done. It's got to be done now. And, and we're going to land this thing after this, but there's there's just one more thing I want to throw in here. Again, shout out to Wes Moore for creating an environment to where we're looking at 500 in conference as unacceptable. That is that is right. something that is something that we need to like truly revel in for a second and say like, all right, that's a big deal. But going beyond that now, the questions about this team 
we thought were going to be held off until tournament time. And that's where we get our answers about this team. But it, it seems to me very seriously that, you know, you end up in a situation where you could just be a wrong draw away from, you know, playing a really, really playing a, an eventual national champ in round two. And, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Even if you have the number one strength of schedule, even if your your net says you shouldn't be there, your Kempom record says you shouldn't be there, if you wear the red and white of NC State, you cannot play around and give a committee the opportunity to do you dirty. We've seen it. We saw it last year. I remember I was talking to somebody and they said, uh, well, why would you want NC State to go to the other side of the country just to avoid UConn? And I said, why were we talking about the number one seed going to the other side of the country instead of two seed? That's that's how ingrained it is in some people's head that like, oh, whatever happens to NC State makes sense. So that's just the reality of who we are as a program. You have to be ready. You have to not leave it in anybody else's hands. And right now, this team is kind of leaving it in other folks' hands. So that's that's just the 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 final word that I'm going to give in terms of um, what I believe for the rest of the season. But now let's get into America's number one sports book. We're really excited and we need you on the Super Bowl parties to be using FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're number one in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can get your bets for Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Doesn't matter. You name it, you can bet on it. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. First of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So think about that. Not a you got to get to a thousand dollars to cash out or anything like that. FanDuel is the place to go. So go to FanDuel.com/slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's FanDuel.com/slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So we're about to land this thing, but I think, you know, you and I are, are I think we're very close to the same side of this thing. I think maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic that this team, I listen, I don't know why I, I keep having this feeling that they're going to turn it around. And I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again. As long as I'm breathing air and, and saying things, I'll have bad predictions. I have a feeling that this team, I don't know what it is, but there's, this team just feels like they're one light bulb moment away from doing the things that need to be done and being consistently good. I, I I don't know what it is that's telling me that, but I think that they're they're on the brink and something's going to give here. It's something you've mentioned on here before. If we have any coaches at NC State where you feel like you can trust them to turn around in any kind of situation, the top of that list is Wes Moore. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's he's going to have to get into the film room with the girls and say, look, what we got going on right now, not going to cut it. And we're running out of time to figure out what will cut it. You know, like I mentioned, we got six more regular season games. Four of them are on the road. So if you want to make, if you want to get back to where you want to be, you know, above that bubble, it's 
I don't know. It's getting close and, to midnight. So I hope I, you brought I'm, your dance shoes. And I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I want you to think about this very genuinely. NC State has not lost in a ACC conference tournament in the 2020s. We ain't lost. Wow. wow. We ain't it's lost. True. A, it's crazy to hear it put that way. We ain't lost a single game. It's 2023. We ain't lost a single game now. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, the way I see this, are we looking at this team playing ideal basketball? No. But remember now, were they for all three of those ACC championships? I'd say no. The second one, yes. The third one, absolutely. We we knew, like, going in, we were like, yeah, it's us in Louisville. And then when they got knocked out by Miami, everybody was like, oh, I guess, I guess we're gonna win this thing by a thousand. Cool. We wanted Louisville. We, we that's who we wanted, but didn't work out that way. But when I when I look at this team, I see a lot of those same things that I saw in that uh, team a few years back. I, it's just it's something that I'm looking at in terms of like, hey, the reality is simple. If you want to get what you need done. Yes, you've been inconsistent throughout the, the regular season. Yes, you've taken some losses you shouldn't have. Lock in. Lock in while you still got time to do so. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.